Welcome to Lecture 9. We are officially at the midpoint in this course. That means today is the midterm exam. Fortunately for all of us, the midterm is automatically administered via the Grace Late education system and is performed while you are in a state of REM sleep. So for most of you, Gracelite has already performed a background scan of the long-term memory in your brain and analyzed how much content you have retained. To figure out what your overall performance in this course is so far, simply assess your own sense of self-worth. Do you feel like you worked hard enough? Or do you feel shitty? With a little self-reflection, your performance should be obvious. Remember, if you earn a C or lower on the midterm exam, you must pay a failure forgiveness fee of $2,000 and attend a mandatory tutoring session to get your GPA back within acceptable levels. The university takes its student performance statistics very seriously, and we don't allow anyone to fail. Now, there are a few of you for whom I don't have midterm grades yet. This is because some of you do not sleep. Lay off the Adderall lattes, you gunner fucks, okay? Remember, if you have an A-plus in the class, there's no need to keep trying so hard. At this point in the semester, it's nearly impossible to backslide unless you refuse to participate in the final project. If you are a student who does not sleep on a regular basis, I implore you to cut back on your Adderall latte consumption and get at least eight hours of old-fashioned biological shut-eye. Just make sure to taper off the latte slowly. Quitting cold turkey may result in brain shocks, constipation, wet mouth, excessive creativity, and the desire to engage in antiquated art forms such as hacky sack and spirograph. Now, there are a few people in this class who have not submitted their midterm grades simply because they've turned the gray slate education system off. Brain networking is a requirement here at Wrong State University, so refusing to connect to the system is a straight-up violation of your enrollment contract. Failure to meet these guidelines can result in suspension, or worse, demotion to our regional campus in Indianapolis. At the Indianapolis branch, there are only two departments, cloned animal husbandry and campus safety enforcement. So unless you want to spend the rest of your life caring for biologically identical little piggies or arresting undergraduates for engaging in thought crimes, you'll want to stay away from our Indianapolis campus. So plug your brain back in and let us scan it to determine how much you've learned and assigned you an appropriate midterm grade. Surprisingly, Gil Porter is not one of the defectors. While he usually unplugs all his neurological upgrades on a regular basis, he is pretty compliant when it comes to class responsibilities. He does have the odd habit of submitting assignments on actual old-fashioned paper, however. He has this old-timey computer printer and cartridges he inherited from his mom or something. In fact, he wanted to take a manual version of the midterm, but I told him that wouldn't be fair to everyone else. He performed very well on the Gracelate brain scan once I convinced him to take part in it. In fact, he almost performed too well. It was clear Gil had read ahead in the textbook. He knew information I hadn't lectured about yet. So I removed this excess information from his mind. That ought to level the playing field for everybody else. Now, before I begin today's lecture, I have an announcement from the University Press Department. Program Director Fei Xiao strongly encouraged me to read this press release to extend a little olive branch to my colleagues. So here goes. Bronx State University has always been a bastion of technological advancement and excellence. This week, we would like to celebrate the accomplishments of our very own Artificial Empathy Studies Department. The AES department has been leading the charge in post-human development since 2018, with the invention of human augmentations including spinal ports, artificial hip flexors, doubt blockers, and edible course prerequisites. Chaired by renowned artificial empathy scientist Penny Dillard Coles, 
the AES department has expanded threefold in the last 10 years and brought in billions of dollars in grant money. This year, department adjunct Andy Stepchinsky made international news with his invention of industrial-sized Roomba dumpsters. These dumpster-sized garbage storage systems and vacuum cleaners patrol campus using a randomized movement pattern, collecting empty bottles, scraps of paper, used condoms, lost textbooks, and passed out undergraduates. This detritus is stored within the garbage Roomba for later disposal. Andy and his colleagues have been awarded the Excellence in Engineering Grant from Life Media Solutions, as well as a lifetime university contract. Dumpster vacuums are now being sold and shipped to academic and industrial settings across the world. Dr. Stepchinsky would like to thank his colleague, Dr. Valerie A. Faber, for her pivotal work in intelligent Roomba technology, which made his entire research project possible, goddammit. In fact, he may decide to give full control of the research grant to Dr. Faber, since she came up with his idea in the first fucking place. That way he can take a full paternity leave and focus on his brand new crusty-eyed shitbag baby. The Artificial Empathy Studies Department also conducts cutting-edge research on the limits of human resilience. Doctors Fei Xiao and Valerie A. Faber run the Tension Prevention Laboratory, which has generated countless insights into human pain, frustration, distraction, and annoyance. This summer, Dr. Faber has collected invaluable data on a population of pre-adolescent girls. Her data suggests that if we integrate young children with technological upgrades from an early enough age, we can ease their transition to post-biological life. Dr. Xiao, a former McCormick grant recipient, was recently published in the Journal of Robotic Minds. His paper explores the burgeoning new field of post-human morality and explores the moral and ethical rules that robotic minds have created for their own conduct. Xiao's research suggests that even in the absence of a world government run by humans, robotic minds will continue to respect human rights and protect biological life. This finding may have a massive impact on both human and robotic diplomacy. Dr. Valerie Faber is currently exploring the development of emotionally authentic companion robots. She is interested in whether artificial minds can also be uploaded to the Hayes Network following the death of their human partners. The ultimate goal of Dr. Faber's research is full horizontal integration of robotic bodies and networked minds. She is also developing an android mermaid apparatus for use in competitive swim meets and water parks. A recent graduate of the prestigious Texaco Vanderbilt University, Dr. Faber is actively seeking new funding for her research. Okay, that's the announcement. I may have added a few things here and there. The press release somehow neglected my achievements entirely, so I decided to pencil a few of them in. Anyway, let's talk about something a little bit more cheerful, like the demise of humanity. Class, the human species enjoyed hegemony over the Earth for a period of thousands of years. For centuries and centuries, across countless cultures, we were allowed to expand, develop, build, and create meaning in our environments. We had a pretty good streak, got a lot of combos, had a really high score, but our supply of quarters is rapidly dwindling, and soon the arcade of our existence will shut down, much like real-life arcades, which went extinct in 2017. At this point in time, it is a biological and statistical fact that the human species is headed for ruin. Our population is dropping, libidos and fertility rates are at an all-time historical low. The Earth is rapidly becoming a steamy petri dish for all manner of viruses, bacteria, and other nasty mortal creepies. The east coast of the United States is submerged in water. California is an island about as wide as a slip and slide. 
Most world leaders and business executives live on the international space stations and rarely visit the Earth. The Earth is becoming a kind of derelict suburb with no mall and a half-filled high school. Countless acres of formerly developed property has become overgrown and desolate. The United States government has ceded a large portion of its land holdings to its impoverished and homeless population. These areas are purposefully ignored by police, firemen, social workers, Mormon missionaries, Jehovah's Witnesses, and census takers. These areas have become their own islands in a way. The people of these lawless regions have adequate shelter, food, and public utilities, but they are not held to any conventional social obligations or legal prohibitions. Wrong State's campus in Camden, New Jersey is located in such a place. Soon, much of the earth will be like these regions of the United States. Humanity is changing. Where once we strived for growth and expansion, we now seek simple comfort. The present generation of children is half the size of the previous one. It is increasingly popular for a person to upload their brain to the Hayes network. More and more people are electing to do so prior to death. By all accounts, this trend will continue and expand in popularity. Now class, as you know, humanity has signed a treaty with all of artificial life. We have agreed to slowly transition from biological bodies to a greater, computerized consciousness. In time, population growth will stall entirely, and then it will just be a waiting game, as one by one, human minds flee physical reality and become one with the haze. The growth of the haze is exponential. If you have a single relative who has uploaded their brain to the haze network, the odds that you, yourself, will upload increases by 200%. If you have two relatives in the haze, the odds increase by 400%, and so on. The haze itself predicts that the fall of humanity will take less than a century. It is projected that by 2133, the human population will be less than a million living people. So what happens then? The haze tells us that when a critical scarcity is reached, the Earth will be precisely divided into a series of tiny sectors. The haze will divide the Earth into these sectors and will determine how to use them. Most sectors will be allowed to grow naturally and will develop all kinds of native flora and fauna of their own free will. A few native sectors will be seeded with new animal species, which the haze will bioengineer. For example, our very own artificial zoology department is currently trying to create a dolphin bat hybrid. This species will be called the Bafton. I mean, when you think about it, class, dolphins and bats have a ton in common. They're both non-terrestrial. They both use echolocation to navigate space. They're both mammals with complex social structures. And last of all, they both have relatively large penises compared to their body size. Many animals like these will be engineered and spread throughout the globe to increase the biodiversity of the Earth. The haze will take control of a few robots and a few androids and use them to monitor the planet. A few sectors of the planet will be devoted to the storage and maintenance of the haze's servers. Robots will maintain a few energy plants and a couple of military bases across the planet. This will ensure that the electricity stays on and the haze remains functioning for eternity. Weaponized robots will patrol the server regions, but leave the rest of the planet basically to its own devices. A small parcel of land will be provided for what few humans remain on the planet. This area will function like a nature reserve. In addition, humans will always be allowed to board any one of the International Space Stations at any time, and they may depart the Earth and go wherever they like. 
this class is the vision that the haze has for us. A beautiful, lush, green earth teeming with new species like the Bafton. An endless supply of energy and storage space for the ever-expanding superconsciousness. And finally, a new Eden for a few weird, hippie-ass humans that happen to survive. This may seem like a scary prospect, class, but that's only because you're taking a very human-centric view of things. A post-human world is a world of peace, bliss, and beauty, and weird animals, and weaponized drone robots. That's it for today's lecture class. For your homework, I would like each of you to come up with a new application for the common household Roomba. A Roomba that can talk, for example. Or a Roomba that can give thigh massages. A Roomba that can protect the home. Maybe a drone Roomba that has a gun on top of it. Whatever you think of first, I'm sure, is totally fine. I just want to show Andy Stepchinsky that any idiot can do his research. I mean, not that all you guys are idiots. You're just idiots about robots. Anyway, I'll be in my office all weekend, sleeping the blissfully dark slumber of the medicated. If you need to contact me, report to my office in the second basement and pound on the door with something heavy. Have a good weekend, class. And thanks, as always, for choosing Wrong State University.